Fred. Hey y'all, it's Jose, and welcome to Sensei Coffee Chats, where we give you the best on pop culture, social issues, and just anything we feel like we want to talk about. So today's coffee recommendation is Coffee Emporium in Cincinnati. One of my favorite things about the place is that it has this really cool industrial feel on the inside. Oh, okay, industrial revolution. Industrial revolution. <laughs> industrial revolution. <laughs> it's not one of those, like, cozy, warm... I mean... It has a nice ambiance and a nice feel to it, but it's not like one of those like very cozy, cozy coffee places. Mm-hmm. It has this like really like an industrial feel to it. Like it's, it looks like it's built out of like a fat, like an old factory or something. Mm-hmm. It's really cool though. Like, you can sit down like do work and like have a good time with yeah. like, your friends, but it's super cute. I really like it. Okay, so today's topic is drum roll, please. <laughs> it is self awareness, self care, and mental health, and just basically like. We're going to talk about, one, self-awareness, how to become self-aware, and yeah. then also, like, just tips for self-care, our experiences of, with self-care, and also mental health. Yes. So, for today, I also have a book recommendation. She reads, y'all. She reads. She's mm, smart. I don't know, Freddie. And it's called Mindfulness for All, The Wisdom to Transform the World by John Kabat-Zinn. I'll put it wherever we release this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's super good. And one thing I think... um that's really important that ties into mental health is being mindful and like self-aware like Mm -hmm. you said um and the book kind of talks about um like perceiving other people's ideas and opinions when it comes to like discussing things like that are kind of serious um and having conversations with people who whose opinions differ from yours like very drastically in a sense um i think that's very important to grow as a person and learn how to you know be an adult and talk about difficult things with people who disagree with you and i think one thing it's just important to be mindful and self-aware something like that um and so this book talks a lot about that um so i really like it highly recommend it but yeah we're gonna be touching on self-awareness and also self-care mental health like i said earlier because obviously like especially during this past year Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on in the world the world has been very very negative and i feel like we really have to talk about the how to get through the negativity and how Mm -hmm. to push the negativity because i feel like people just don't know i guess how to navigate it and they just kind of feel trapped and they feel like this world is just all bad especially for people who aren't naturally introverts Mm -hmm. like I know I'm an introvert. Yeah. I love being alone, Mm -hmm. loving in my room, in the dark, minding my business. Yeah. Um, And I know some people aren't like that. Like, people need communication and and people to hang out with in order to survive, basically. Yeah. Like, um, so I know the quarantine and being isolated was, like, super hard for them. Um, So we're just going to touch on dealing with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because me and Jose mentioned in our first podcast episode, um, if you guys listen to that, we... Talked about how 2020 was kind of... <laughs> a clusterfuck. Yeah. Rocco Manco. Rocco Manco. Rocco Manco. Um, <laughs> and it was just very intense and hectic. And there was, I feel like there was one thing happening after another mm-hmm. um, for both of us. And it was difficult. Not even the whole, like, schooling part. It's not even the whole being isolated part. Just, no. like, dealing with people and the things that were happening during yeah. coronavirus on top of that. Um, Racial unrest in the country. Yeah. And I know that for me personally, um, I was doing just dandy for quarantine. Mm-hmm. I was doing just fine. I was home alone mm-hmm. in my room, minding my business. But I'm not going to lie, it did hit. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is ridiculous. I'm ready. <laughs> I need to get out of here. Yeah. Because my room just started to feel less like my room. 
and more of like just a, a prison yeah mm -hmm. basically and it wasn't easy for me to get over but i feel like it wasn't that hard for me to get over because like it, like i said i am an introvert mm -hmm. you know i'm fine but it was definitely hard um and that whole like seasonal depression thing is real yeah like Especially, like, on, on top of that, you're in your room, mm -hmm. surrounded by four walls, looking at the same thing every damn day. And then also, like, having things like homework in your environment and school. Yeah. If you do do your homework in your room and you go to classes in your room, yeah. having that, which is, like, kind of stressful, tied to your place of comfort, which is yeah. supposed to be, and makes that room no longer comfortable. You have to find somewhere else to, you know, find your comfort, which is hard. Yeah. Um, especially for, because I know um, a friend of mine doesn't have an easy household, like, her and her mom are always having issues and getting into arguments and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. Like, she has to be in her room because if she goes anywhere else, like, she has to hear her mom. And I, yeah. people who have difficult homes, it's harder for them. Like, um, my mom, hi, mom. She mentioned how, like, kids and women and sometimes men who are suffering from domestic abuse. Yep. And mental and verbal and emotional abuse, like, things like that were also struggling. Because, obviously, if you're in a place where you're getting abused like your home mm -hmm. and that's where you're supposed to be for that's where you're supposed how, to, that's where you're supposed to feel secure yeah for who knows how long and you're still receiving like i i bet it's it's super hard for them so we're just going to talk about the things we do that help us mm -hmm. um our personal experiences with struggling with mental health and things like that. i actually want to get started on mental health okay. because i think that like, we were talking about this earlier, like, mm -hmm. a lot of people, there are a lot of people who kind of, like, take, use mental health as kind of like a, like a, cr I, not I, a, not a crutch, let me not say that, they use it as a way to manipulate other mm -hmm. people, and they kind of use it to just kind of, like, you know, gaslight others, I I've guess. been manipulated with someone who does have a mental illness, yeah. like, twice, I think. Child. Three times. Dang. <laughs> One is too many. Third time's a charm, I guess, but I'm just saying, like, it's happened to me before. Yeah. And it sucks because I think, I know that, like, when I, I told my mom, uh, junior year, is it sophomore or junior year in my high school, and I told her, I was like, I never told my mom about anything that I was going through. Um, like mentally and stuff like that because I I'm the type of person where I beat myself up for a lot because I'm my biggest critic yeah. and I that's that that's with everything um and I told her one day I was like mom like I seriously think that I'm like suffering from depression because I feel this I feel that I feel that um and you know she came to me we got everything sorted out but it happens like I said seasonal depression is a real mm -hmm. thing it happens every year and I don't talk about it like as much like i just don't really you know i'm i'm fine i'm doing okay mm -hmm. i mean i make it seem like i'm new okay like I'm, I'm just not the type of person like i'm at a point where i'm not gonna go to someone because i don't want to like be a burden i guess but like, if i do need help i'll reach out yeah but if i can handle things on my own and i just need to take time to isolate myself yeah. and just you know be okay do some self-care come back then i will do that yeah but i'm not gonna like be like oh yeah i'm so depressed i'm so yeah you <laughs> say people like... who do that and it's like it it makes it hard for you to take them seriously and and the people who use your mental illness as a crutch not crutch but like a um a way to tactics to manipulate people is disgusting yeah <laughs> it's just rude it's really okay. sad because there are actual people who are going through these problems yeah. and like they and i feel like that's what makes they get stigmatized and i feel like people who do seriously suffer from like mental illnesses like yeah. a serious 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 issue that affects their daily life mm -hmm. it 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 leaves them to not be taken as seriously i feel like mental health in a, in a sense has stopped being 
taken seriously. Because, because there are a lot of people who are just using it, you know, yeah, and there are all people, willy-nilly. Like. Right, and I feel like it was a trend at a point to, yeah. be, to be edgy and be depressed and, and, and show cuts off and show trigger warning, yeah. self-harm cuts. And I'm just like, girl, what? And I feel like that also comes from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, because... That whole glorification mm-hmm. of suicide. Yeah. And, like, it's not a trend, babes. Yeah, there are people it's that are actually... Trend. There are people that are actually going through some severe trauma from their lives, like, yeah. from their childhood. Or just, they're literally going through situations in their life, and they're just, honestly, they're they're not... Right, and not. I'm not going to sit here and, like, you know... I mean, yeah, I from depression, but I'm not going to make it seem like I'm whatever yeah because there are some people honestly that literally be like damn you let you know every day the people that i from my experience i've had i had one friend that passed away mm-hmm. he he passed away because of depression and um usually when he never told us yeah he never told us that he was depressed mm-hmm. it was more like he just he kept it to himself yeah. like and it's really sad because it feels like you weren't there for him but at yeah. the same time like he he, he told us everything mm-hmm. but there were just some things that he kept to himself um obviously he didn't tell us everything but he did he told us a yeah. lot he told us enough yeah. for us but we knew that there was something up with him mm-hmm. but he just never like you know we, whenever we would bring up the subject like he would just kind of like brush it off and we, we wouldn't want to like cry mm-hmm. too much so obviously like it was it was hard for us to to, yeah. to to see that happen, but at the same time, like that's the difference with him, people like him, yeah. and the people who just do it for like attention. Mm-hmm. Like there's people who genuinely like they go through stuff you would never know that yeah. they're going through it. Like, and if you were to look at him, like he was like co-captain baseball team or whatever, yeah. like, he was he was he was doing his thing, but like he was going through so mm-hmm. much that you would have never known. And oh, I lost my whole train of thought. Hold on, hold on, y'all. Give me a second. <laughs> anyway, lost my whole train of thought. It'll come back to me at some point. And we'll- yeah, but like we can't, we came from a school that like where people would literally just kind of like um. It was like my thing. It was two things. They would either gaslight you for being for not for being for having a mental or or make it seem like you're being fake and that you're faking it. Yeah, or also they were just like do the same thing as yeah. well. Like kind of just use it for attention and just kind of be like, well, you know, I'm depressed because. I get it, a dog is important, but at the same time, like, compared to somebody who's actually going through severe yeah. trauma in their life, like, for example, they've been through abuse, sexual yeah. abuse, they've been, their family's in, in poverty at the moment, they yeah. can't pay for their bills, they can't even mm-hmm. keep a house. Like, or even, like, a folk, like, like close family member dying. Like, yeah, that, like, a, just, like, a parent or, yeah. like, a brother or a sibling, like, there are people that are going through, like, general, like, actual situations yeah. that would cause them to be depressed, but then there are people here talking about some, my goldfish died, I'm depressed. Yeah. Or, like, like I got a B, a B on an exam, or a t- quiz or a test yeah. or I'm depressed. And I get like, uh, that may seem like a big issue to you, but to describe it as something as serious as depression. Yeah, they literally be like, oh, you don't have that when you're over here like going through your life being cut out because your parents don't have enough money right. for, for me. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, things I like feel, that. They'd be like, this is serious. Right, and I plus like, I feel like a person can only be strong for so long too. Mm-hmm. Like people can only keep up this front for so long and I feel like when people do finally like not crash but like finally like people break and they're like they break down because they are going through yeah. serious stuff it's like why didn't you say anything earlier why didn't you say anything earlier because y'all would have attacked me you, you didn't create a safe environment for me to come to you right. and first of all i'm not gonna tell everyone you gotta say like because I'm let me because let me speak on that too mm-hmm. i i okay so junior year my father passed away and i came to school the next day because mm-hmm. I, I had a homework assignment I needed I had tests I had quizzes I had whatever mm-hmm. and people were like why'd you come to school why'd you come to school why are you here why are you here you should be you should because life goes me, on literally 
please, first of all, don't tell me what to, how to grieve. Don't tell me how to mourn. Don't tell me how to do anything. Yeah. And I feel like, and, and, and plus, I, had I not come to school, had I not done things, people were like, oh, she's just being dramatic. Oh, she's just doing this. She's just doing that. Because I did come to school. And when I got upset that someone was asking me, why are you here? Why are you doing this? I was still being painted as dramatic. So it's like, either way, it's a lose-lose situation. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to do whatever's best for me. And I feel like life goes on. And there are some people who, who people deal with things differently. For me personally, had I sat and cried more and done all that, mm-hmm. um, I, I really, because not only was it that, but it was other things that I was stressing about and other things that were causing me yeah. to be mentally not well, mm-hmm. not emotionally capable of doing things. And I was like, if I step back from this and I seriously sit here and I grieve and I mourn and I do all this, I'm going to be way worse way worse off because yeah. I already have stuff on top of that. So I'm just like, let me just, you know, do what I do, go to school, get my education, do whatever I got to do. Yeah. Um, and people just do with things differently. But I mean, like not taking responsibility, not doing your homework, not showing up to places you're supposed to be, not participating in things that you signed up to be participating in because of something as simple as, you know, failing a test or a quiz. Yeah, and I get it. Like, tests and quizzes are bad, big But deal, I'm saying, like, when like, you have the whole rest of the semester and you, yeah. and you have a 99 and that's in just class, one bad grade. And, you have and they have, like, a high-ass, like, grade point average in the class like, or whatever. Yeah. Come, like, you're, you're taking away the severity of having depression and the seriousness of having depression. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just unfair to people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're making it harder for people to seek help yeah and come out of, and have a safe space to come out because i feel like either one they're doing it it's for insens- attention it's insensitive yeah either one they're doing it for attention two they're doing it to be you know edgy and do this and that mm-hmm. it's just, it's just i don't know i think i was going to touch on earlier about the whole um using mental illness as an excuse to get out of things yeah I've literally seen a girl get out of getting detention or suspension because she's like, I just have really bad anxiety and I just have this, like, okay, but weren't you just, you know, like, yeah. I feel like if you're on a, I don't know, I can't speak on everyone's mental illness. All can't. we're saying is, like, there are some people who genuinely, like, they, there are people, honestly, there, the majority of people do suffer, obviously do have yeah. that they're going through that they suffer through. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because for the mistakes of a few the whole group suffers and it exactly. becomes stigmatized to a point where like no one takes them seriously no right. one listens to them and it's really really sad right and this this also uh that ties into the whole self-awareness thing the mm-hmm. mindfulness thing sit back and think okay how am i perceiving others and their opinions and how am i mm-hmm. how am i viewing people and how am i able to you know go about things in the right way mm-hmm. because i feel like people's mindset on things or your own mindset can seriously affect not only yourself but others and if you're not aware of how you're perceiving people um i'm having a hard time mentally processing functional sentences today (laughs) but you know it's that'll be the the downfall of you and it's it's not beneficial to your mental health at Mm -hmm. all if you can't be aware yeah of how you're perceiving yourself and others and their opinions and things like that also, with the whole self-awareness thing, you have to understand that um, you as an individual 
you have a lot of power. Some people yeah. think that they don't, but you really do. Yeah. Because on a, at the end of the day, there's no one like you. You're unique in your own way. Mm-hmm. There are people that may be similar to you, but you are very unique. Yeah. Um, it's very rare that you find someone that's exactly like you. Yeah. Um, even twins have different personalities. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what people need to understand is like they can revolve around the fact that the world wants you to like I guess put you in a box I guess yeah. like kind of like not allow you to explore other sides of you for example like we talked about this earlier the whole people pleasing thing yeah a lot of people think that they have to literally make everybody happy that should not be the case you should it's focus not. on getting be yourself. selfish yeah all, like yeah with the whole self-care thing as well you have the whole point of this episode today is self that's the whole message of today focus yeah. on yourself and as bad as that, it can sound kind of negative, but it's just like, no. And we mentioned this in the first podcast. Mm-hmm. Be your biggest motivator, your biggest advocate, your biggest fan. Because if you don't have yourself at the end of the day, then who are going to have? Like, yeah, of course you're going to have your friends, yeah. family, but, you know. Yeah. It's you at the end because you, your mind and what you believe about yourself and, and, and what you tell yourself on a daily basis plays a huge part like don't maybe get into the psychology of things but like i'm just being honest if you truly if you keep saying these things to yourself and because your mind cannot tell the difference between what's real and fake mm-hmm. it really can't like your your conscious can be can, it can determine between those two things so like if you're constantly telling yourself and you're believing you're just like oh like i'm ugly i'm stupid I'm yeah like this, i'm that I'm, words are powerful you're gonna start believing that yeah. That's gonna become who you are. So if you start if you start telling yourself like, oh, I'm that B, like, or I'm beautiful, I'm talented, you know, you're gonna start to believe it, and you right. will start to like, yeah. man, like, guess like that will start to be manifested. And in self awareness, yeah, and, and having and being mentally okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot yeah. this today, <laughs> but being okay mentally mm-hmm. and, and being self aware is it's not gonna happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's a journey. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a way of life Mm -hmm. you're constantly learning you're constantly growing you're constantly figuring yourself out and i feel like the best way to get out of this rut and really become self-aware is spending time alone with yourself whether you're an introvert or not spending time with yourself and reflecting on what and it can be kind of lonely it can but you have to understand that, like, if you can't get yourself together, what makes you think you're going to be okay right. for another person? It's right. Like, it doesn't work like that. And and me and Jose talked about this earlier, and we said, like, um, I was asking you what did we say, but we said a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can't recognize and process your own emotions, how can you do that for someone else? Yeah. If you can't love yourself, how are you going to love anyone else? And it, it all comes back to you and how you perceive yourself and how you understand yourself. Because yeah. understanding yourself and your emotions and your and your own thought processes will help you function later in life. Yeah, like for example, think of it this way: like a car manufacturing company, like whenever they make a car, a new model, they test drive it to make sure that yeah. other people can, you know, use yeah. it. Think of yourself as a car. You are literally making sure that you are being, you are. You're making sure that make sure the airbags work. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you don't want to literally cause accidents out here. Like you literally because, don't because of your own like yeah, fault. Cause, yeah, because like you need to make sure that you're okay, so then you can focus on other people. Yeah, that's literally all it is. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's lonely. Mm-hmm. It's tedious. Meticulous. Long. Yeah. But the outcome is greater. It really is. It's greater because you really feel. You honestly don't feel like you're tied down, and honestly, when you're self-aware and you're you're assured in yourself, yeah, like self-assurance, self, yeah, things what it is, self-assured. If you're self-assured, 
I don't, I can't, I can't speak today, but if you're self-assured and like you're assuring yourself. Yeah. I'm saying a lot of bullshit. No, but, <laughs> me too. Um, basically you, no one can kind of like, you can't quake. I yeah. guess, especially because I'm not gonna lie to you, life is a horrible, if you, yeah, disgusting my, game. Yeah. Okay. And if you're secure in yourself, then you're basically set. And like, yeah. And this world ain't getting any better by the looks of it. Like, yeah, you just you're gonna have to get like I'm. This gonna sound like really, really bad, but like you, you people have to get tougher. Yeah. Because like the world is just gonna keep getting worse and worse and worse. And you like, can't, and my thing is, you can't keep sitting around waiting for things to get better. Make mm-hmm. things happen. Things don't get. If easier. you're not happy, go find something to make yourself happy don't abuse drugs and alcohol but go find something to make you happy yeah if you aren't happy with your current circumstance change it you can't keep sitting because like this podcast jose texted me or he was just like i want to start a podcast i said you know what me too i talk a lot i'll Uh, start a podcast (laughs) and we jumped right on it yeah and that's just how things like you have to jump if you want to make something happen do it and mm-hmm. it, it is scary to make that jump and it's scary to like start doing things that like, yeah. you know, like you're not sure of but sometimes in life you just have to risk yeah it. you have to you have to take a, a leap of faith you yeah. can't just honestly you can't in life you can't play anything safe right you can't play anything safe because nothing you, as much as you think you're so sure of something yeah like that something will change yeah in a heart because again you know about you know about yesterday and you know about what might happen today mm-hmm. but you don't know about tomorrow exactly. and the week and the day after that and the week after that and in the month whatever yeah. like you don't know what, what's gonna happen in the future unless you're fucking vassal raiding <laughs> right if you're the oracle <laughs> not the oracle <laughs> but i'm just i'm just saying like you have to be secure in yourself mm-hmm. and be mindfully aware and i and uh, there's so many like my brain is going like ding 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 like we have like, a pinball machine <laughs> yeah. like, ding, ding. that's what my brain's doing right now so I can't even like focus on what I'm trying to get out of my mouth but um I know th- I know one thing that I did want to mention um about the whole like being mindfully aware and and self aware is I know I'm I know personally I've learned how to do that because I went to a school like I mentioned I think in the first podcast that like, no the f- uh, I don't know what podcast we filmed but it was one of them and I mentioned how. Coming from a school with oh, different backgrounds yeah. and beliefs and opinions than me, I had to be self-aware because I know that at that school, they're quick to stereotype, quick to just group you mm-hmm. and, and put you in a category if you don't agree with what they say. Yeah. And it's annoying that these people can't even have like open, open an open mind. You can't, you can't have certain conversations because automatically you're going <laughs> to... I mean, I get it. Listen, we're all trying to sit around the fire and say kumbaya, but like, li- li- in reality, life is not comfortable. Right. You don't live comfortably. You live in comfortably. That's that's good for you, but that's not the yeah. reality for the rest of the world. Yeah, and I and I know one thing about mental health is that um, I'm <laughs> I'm just jumping like back and forth everywhere, so I apologize. But I know one thing is that there are people who get comfortable in their depression. Don't be one of those people, please, yeah. because. I'm, I I have a lot that I want to do in life, and I have a lot that not yeah. even in life, but just tomorrow. Yeah, I, I have stuff I want to do tomorrow, and I'm like, you know, if I sit here and I keep being depressed and I keep being sad about the fact that I'm sad, the fact that I'm sad, so I can't do anything. It's just a cycle, and I'm not gonna get anywhere. If you have something you want to do, do it. Mm-hmm. If like get out of this state of like being comfortable with being sad. Yeah, like no one wants to do that. Like we're you're not getting anywhere. 
No, because, like, you're just going to be stagnant. You're yeah. always going to think that, like, nothing... Is... And we're not trying to sit here and preach on you, like, oh, don't be sad. That easy. No, because it's, it's not. And if you think that it is that easy, you can go take several seats. You can take the whole season past at Madison Square Garden and shuck. Because it's not that easy. It's really not. And, it, and it's hard, but we are here to motivate you guys to get out of bed. Even just get up, you know, because even when you're depressed, it is so easy to just want to lay in bed. Cause let me tell you something. Life does not get easier. It doesn't. It gets harder, yeah. but it, it does not get easier. You just get better at, at knowing how to handle. The at knowing how to yeah, like it's like a game. The game does not get easier as you go. Right. It just you just get better at playing it. Exactly. If that makes any sense. And you just level up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Talk about like some Mario characters. Literally, literally. But I mean, that's just how it is. Like you, life doesn't get any easier yeah. once you figure out. Like. I mean, it becomes easier to handle. Mm-hmm. And you learn how to get it. You know how to get a grip on things. You're like, okay, this has happened. I know how to handle it for mm-hmm. next time. Um, so, yeah, we're not trying to appreciate you to be happy. No. Like, yeah. just get out of that mindset that, you know, once you're out of this depression, life's going to get easier. Or that, you know, like, it's if you're, com- you're comfortable now. Because, no, the only way to get through something, to deal with something, is to get through it. And my thing, like, one thing that I learned is the easiest way to deal with pain is to just go through it. You can't really keep avoiding it for that long. Um, I keep losing my train of thought today, and I, it's making me so mad. But, yeah, we're not here to preach on you to be like, just be happy. Just get out of bed. Just You'll be fine. No, because it's hard. Um, and if you do want to talk to us about anything, I, we're, our phones are yeah. open. Um, my phone do not disturb, but I'll probably look at it at some point. Also, if you guys really need to, like, speak to someone, we're gonna include, like, the suicide yeah. hotline, like, if you ever need to talk to somebody, yeah. you never know. Right. But one thing Please I Please will- take your- also, take your medicine today if you haven't. No, because there are some people who, like, need to take their medicine, that's their daily true, medicine. True, yeah. I had to take my meds for my depression every day, and I didn't. So don't follow my- Ready! <laughs> I would just stop taking them. So I hit so. <laughs> so go take your medicine today. If, if you didn't, I'm telling you now. Whether that's your ADHD meds, your depression meds, or your birth control, I don't mm-hmm. care what you're on. Take your medicine today and drink your water. <laughs> I'm um, just trying to look out for them. But um, one thing I will say, I want to circle back because earlier we we're talking about mental health. I want to talk about how like obviously this pandemic has caused. We said yeah. earlier it has caused a lot of people to be to feel like they're trapped yeah. in these situations. And your mom, we talked about, we talked with, talked to her about this earlier, and she talked about how there's a lot of, there's been an increase in mental and physical abuse yeah. um, with women and children during this pandemic. And it's very sad because when you're a child, all you want to do is go out, you want to go, you want to go play, like you want to go have fun with your friends, you just want to live. Yeah. Okay. And it's sad because ch- a lot of children have also been committing suicide, which is really because I have a twelve, uh, about to be twelve year old niece. Yeah. And we literally try to go above and beyond, to, like, because she can't go out and see yeah. her friends. I mean, she talks to them like on the phone and stuff, but and she sees them like when they have Zoom classes or whatever. Yeah. But it's hard when you don't get to see them in person. Exactly. So like we tried to like you know keep her like bubbly and animated because it's honestly look. It's like it's like gray as hell today, dull yeah. as hell, and like it just doesn't look nice mm-hmm. outside. And even inside, like there are days where like the house just looks very, very dark. Yeah. And 
we try to get, like go above and beyond to make my niece feel comfortable and happy mm-hmm. but there's only so much you can do right and um we literally have this like policy in my house where it's like it's an open door policy like we talk about everything yeah and if my niece ever needs to tell us something we tell her not to hesitate yeah because you have to create that environment for kids because right. if not you reap what you sow <laughs> for real yeah but when it comes to i've heard a lot of women have been physically and mentally abused during this time because they're probably in a situation where they are with an abusive husband or they an abusive leave, spouse. Yeah. They can't leave the situation because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They probably live really far away from family, so they're afraid of taking a plane or a bus or whatever it yeah. is because of the pandemic. And or they just don't have the means because a lot of people have lost money. Yeah. They're economically like this this pandemic has hit a lot of people and hard. So we're just saying like if you can like try to get help if you if you really are in a dire situation try to get help don't hesitate even like reach out to us and we'll try to help you yeah any way possible yeah because this is this is something very serious mm-hmm. uh but on a lighter note we're gonna talk about self-care yeah um because it's whole the whole point of this episode is self mm-hmm. that's the whole theme of it and um self-care is very important yeah i've been taking part in it because i before i didn't really put myself first i'm not gonna yeah. lie you put people first mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. I finally have started, I've not started, I have been doing that for the past year. Yeah. And honestly, have been, the the fruits of my labor are showing results. Period. Um, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's okay to be selfish. Yeah. Okay. The let main me, thing, the one thing that I one. want you guys, I, th- I know what I want you guys to take away is the fact that it is okay to be selfish. Yeah. And it is okay to set boundaries for yourself. Tell you. If you don't want to talk to somebody don't talk to them yeah if you don't want to be friends with somebody don't be friends with them you don't have to please it doesn't have to be a super duper big blowout like it doesn't have to be something dramatic some people honestly are temporary and they just leave your lives mm-hmm. oh, oh okay like see you on the on the other side i guess but it's just kind of like sometimes like whenever someone leaves your life it's always it's not always for necessarily a negative reason it's just like they they have fulfilled their purpose yeah bound. and it can be hard to accept. I know that I've been going through that recently. And honestly, like, I'm, I'm grateful it happened because no shade to any of those people. Y'all are listening, but it's, I don't have any beef with y'all or anything, but it's just like, I feel like you served your purpose in my life. Now you're going on and doing your thing and I'm going on and doing my thing. And yeah. That's cool. And that's just how things are. I mean, yeah. That's how like, life is. And I know that I've broken my neck, twisted my arm, for cracked people. my spine. Yeah. For people. To keep people in my life. It's not worth it. Because if they won't do the same thing for you, why would you do it literally, for them? Literally, and it's like, if people are meant to leave, they're going to leave anyway. Yeah. Let them go. Goodbye. Like, literally, because all that effort is just going to go to waste. There's no yeah. point. You could have been putting that, you could have been using all that time to literally, you could have been using all that time to literally do other things. Do better for yourself. Yes. You could have been, if you're a college student, you could have been doing that to get some internships. Yeah. To get your grades up, whatever yeah. it was. If you're a high school student, to start applying. It's wasted energy and wasted yes. potential. What not that that phrase wasted potential? That's in the song. Who says that? ASAP Rocky? I don't know. Tyler Creator. Mm-hmm. It's on TikTok. Anyway. <laughs> but it's wasted potential, it's wasted energy, it's wasted effort. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're wasting your breath, time, and energy in your aura. Yeah, on somebody that isn't if you if people are not amounting to anything in your life, cut them the fuck out. Like yeah. weeds. Like weeds don't do good for right. the land. All they do is just destroy it. So like why are you keeping them? And in I your don't life? care if that's one or five people right now. Do it. And if you know that they're toxic please 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 cut them off yeah just think put yourself first and honestly even at the end of the day like my mother always told me 
you are born into this world alone, you will come, you will leave this world alone. Yeah. There is no, we all leave together holding hands. That does not exist because people die at different times. Okay. Yeah. So you have to focus on yourself at the end of the day because no one's going to look out for yourself the Except way for you yourself. will. Yeah. Like, no one's going to be your biggest advocate but yourself. And people right. are like, well, that's selfish. And you're not doing it for me. So why, so what, right. why should I expect it from you? And there's nothing wrong with being selfish and knowing what you want exactly knowing what you want to do mm-hmm. knowing who you don't like who you do like mm-hmm. and you know it's a selfish world you have to be selfish you have to play the game with them it's a multiplayer yeah. world it's not just don't let yourself sit here and get walked all over don't let yourself sit here and be a victim and don't let yourself sit here and, be and a if people are gaslighting you cut them please the freak out because there are what seven billion people on this planet. Yeah, too you, many. You could literally find <laughs> if it, if it's ten people you lost, you can find another ten to replace them. There's, right. There's nothing but more people in this right. world. Right. No, so exactly. It's not like you're like the what the, they they were the last ten people on earth that you could ever see in your life. Like right. no. And I know that there's been a point where I really felt bad for saying no to a friend, but mm-hmm. it's like, girl, what? Don't, cause I told you, I said no. And they were upset, and it's just like... There's nothing wrong with that. You can say no. It is okay right. to say no. If you don't see that there is anything that they're... If, they, if they're not giving you anything in return in the sense that, like, it's not positive, don't say yes. Exactly. Run in the opposite direction. Right, and it is it is okay to say no, and if they're really your friend, they should respect them. Yeah. They should be able to understand, okay, she has her boundaries, let me not, you know, cross that boundary again, and that that's okay. Set boundaries... <laughs> boundaries for yourself mm-hmm. say no and people say will no. and people will try to sit here and say oh you're so guarded or like you only think about yourself but and what about it the end of the Tell day them. when they see that you're doing the, the doing really well for yourself and you're kind of like you're on you're on your own grind and you're focusing on you that's when they're gonna start pi- like piling back in because it's just like or find themselves back trying to find themselves oh, i can't speak <laughs> trying to find their way back into your life because they see that you're already like yeah you're, you're doing well for yourself yeah and in reality like it let me tell uh it will it will hurt when they leave, but it will feel ten times better when you have that weight removed. Uh huh. Cause and I feel like plus the, keeping those people in your life, if it's all like, they make it's you, like a roadblock. Yeah, and if honestly, if all they make you, if they make you feel like you're worthless and like, if they make you relive, if you're genuinely not happy to be around those people, why are you around them? Yeah. If those people being in your life are not supporting you, encouraging you, and benefiting you, and and. and you know, loving you the way that you love them, let them go, please. Mm-hmm. Because there are nothing but extra baggage in that baggage and extra stress and worry and strain. Grow. Yeah. You're a little flower in a little pot. If I put a little thingy on a flower pot to where I'm studying the growth of my flower, yeah. it ain't gonna get away. If you put them in the closet. <laughs> yeah, if I put my flower in the closet, it's gonna grow. No, because it's in the darkness, it's in this place where it can't get out go i'm gonna put it in the sunlight i'm a water i'm a feed i'm gonna give it a little the little the little flower food i'm gonna nurture it do that with yourself but sure. also i will say that there's also accountability in this situation oh like, yeah take it come if you okay listen because i know some people some people will be like oh my god my friends are so toxic babes did you look in the mirror yeah did you do self-reflection because i'm not gonna lie i'm not mother Teresa. right <laughs> and I'm we've not, said this before we're not perfect yeah we're not perfect like i did Far from perfect, okay? Literally. But I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I'm, I'm an angel because I'm not. And I'm not also not a devil because I'm not. Like, yeah. I'm in the middle. I, I admit, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. It's, it it, ha- it freaking happens. Right. And if any of y'all acting like they're, mm, 
I would never do such a thing like that. Or I would never, I'd never make mistakes. Look Honey, in the mirror, please. Look in the mirror. If I were to go and take out a freaking survey of all the people that know you and have come in, come, in, come across you, are you sure that they wouldn't say any negative, anything right. negative about you? Are you sure? Right. Are you, not just your friends, people that genuinely like you work with, that you know. Right. Ma'am, sir, <laughs> they, them. And this is where self-awareness comes into check. Be willing to self-reflect. Do a lot of introspection. Yeah. Check yourself out, you know. And I'm not gonna lie, just because somebody did something in the past doesn't mean that they're the same person that they were like right. two or three years ago. People grow. Right. The same for example, I'm not the same person that I was six or seven months ago. I've changed. I'm he- heck, I'm not the same person I was two days ago. Come on now. Like every day you're growing, you're learning, you're applying new things. And just get comfortable with checking yourself out in the mirror and be like, okay. Like if and what I'm doing is what I'm doing beneficial for me. Am I doing things that are for the good of others? Do generally be kind to others because you know karma's real. Mm-hmm. You get what you, you reap what you sow. Yeah, you reap what you sow. It's that simple. And self reflect because you know you may be the toxic one in a relationship trying to call somebody else toxic. Yeah. So <laughs> self reflect. You know, be aware of what you are doing and how you're acting and how you're. Because like, if you don't fix those bad habits now, you're gonna take that. If let's say you were a part of a friend group in the past, yeah. And then, cause I stopped it. I stopped to like stopped in my tracks and be like, okay, how have I been the horrible friend, or how have I been? Yeah. Have I been the toxic? And you friend? can be like, before you just start dropping people left and yeah. right, yeah, they're toxic. No, check it. Check yourself here. because there's gonna be one day where you're literally gonna be all alone. And you're gonna be like, oh damn. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. If you genuinely like are in a toxic situation, like in a toxic friend group, or yeah. you have a toxic friend, it's okay to drop. And plus, them. my thing is, is like, you don't owe anyone an explanation. No. So that's another thing. If you're dropping someone and they're like, oh my god, why are you? You're such keep it pushing don't even feed into it don't even pay any attention and also if anybody, has, if anybody has anything to say about you don't give two shits about them because they don't pay your bills they don't pay your tuition if you're in college or in high school they don't pay for your car they don't pay for your gas they don't do any of that they're not your parents so you don't owe anybody an explanation they're not your parents nor are they god right. so if they can have they can take several seats <laughs> right like you don't owe anyone an explanation. do what's best for you mm-hmm. because you're like we said you're your biggest fan, you're your biggest advocate, you're your biggest motivator. So do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Period. And also, like, when it comes to the aspect of self-care, it doesn't always have to be mental, it could also be physical. Yeah. Like, you could also have, I have spy nights, where I literally just, like, lock myself in the bathroom, you know, put some music on, and, like, do a little face mask, yeah. do some... Run up that water bill. Yeah, like, that, <laughs> no, for real. Like, literally, take... Take time and like effort into like you know caring for yourself physically. I do a little hair mask, you know what I'm saying? Like I do, I do a lot of stuff to make myself feel good. Yeah. So then I, if you have a really cute outfit you want to try on, mm-hmm. try it on. Take some pictures. Yeah. If you want to put on makeup, do put on makeup. Do your hair. Also, like, there's one thing a friend of mine does. She takes herself on self dates. Period. Like literally, she literally takes herself on self dates. It's literally like you literally just go to like a restaurant or something. One thing she does, like she goes to a restaurant. Yeah. And she goes ahead and she like buys her favorite food, I guess, and she goes somewhere and like watches the sunset or something. That's it. Treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. If you want to go, if you're treating yourself as a definition of online shopping, don't go broke. Please. But uh, no. Go ahead. But like no, like I'm just saying, like if your definition of treating yourself is going online shopping, do that. Go yeah. online shopping. Yeah. Treat yourself.
yourself. Yes, every once in a while. But that if you want that pair of shoes, go buy it. Yeah. If you want, because the only thing stopping yourself is you. And this is where that whole self-awareness thing comes in again. Mm -hmm. Because your conscience, if you're telling yourself, oh, I don't need that, I don't deserve that, I don't did it, you're wrong. Stop telling yourself that if you are. You're wrong. You deserve it. You need, you don't need it. And if people are telling that, if people in your life are telling you that you don't deserve it, Prove them wrong and get leave. them. Yeah, because that is ridiculous. Like, first of all, I, if someone had the audacity to tell me you don't deserve that, excuse me. Okay, bro. Let me tell you something right now about people who literally are in your life and say that you can't do something. A couple of years ago, I went in as a pre med major, right? Mm-hmm. You know what happened? I saw that it wasn't for me. Yeah, I just saw that it straight, straight up it just wasn't for me. So what did I do? I switched to pre law. Mm-hmm. Okay, pre law sociology criminology, and. As soon as I switched, my grades went up. And I literally remember this one girl telling me, oh, you know, if you really want to be a lawyer, like, you really have to have a high a high GPA. I'm not going to lie. I was struggling. I genuinely was. Because college, college is hard, okay? Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of other things going on in my life. And people were, like, attributing it to that I wasn't focusing as much. But there were other things going on in my life. Yeah. But literally, the moment that I switched my major, my grades skyrocketed. My confidence skyrocketed. I literally started, like, getting, like, I, it was like doors started opening mm-hmm. for me and the fact that that if i see that girl today who said literally i will not be able to get into law school because of my grades if i see her today we're like here's here's my transcript exactly Take a look at that no because like, i'm not even doing it to prove her wrong i'm just doing it because at the end of the day i would never let anybody tell me that i can't do yeah. anything okay like, and i told jose this i literally had a teacher tell me that i shouldn't do chemical engineering because really? yeah like they were just like uh, i don't like the, i literally told them i was like oh i'm thinking about doing chemical engineering and they were like really yeah like you you're gonna do uh. i'm yeah. like oh, okay dang like i get like at the at the time i was like oh she's just being a good friend and she's looking out for me lies yeah because the, even though i'm not doing chemical engineering like she was like well what what else would you want to do and i was like probably biochemistry yeah she's like really like you don't want to and do i'm not gonna lie and sit here and say like sorry for no, but you're like, fine. I'm not gonna lie. So you're saying that obviously, obviously for law school you do need good grades. Yeah. You also need you. You also need a good a high score on your LSAT, but which is the the law school entrance exam. But um, you telling a person that they won't be able to do something is that supposed to make you feel better? Do right. you feel bigger about yourself in that way? Because that I would never do that to anybody. Like, yeah. Honestly, if something is unattainable, if I see my friend talk about something, yo, I'm gonna fly off the roof of my house. I'm like, I think you shouldn't do that. Like, right. I'm not gonna let him fall. But yeah. like. If it's something like, for example, he's like, oh, I want to be a doctor or whatever it is, or she, he or she wants to be, mm-hmm. a, he, she or they want to be a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's possible, okay? Right. You can do anything if you really set your mind to right. it. Right. And if you took the words out of my mouth, uh, <laughs> I, that's it. I have nothing else to say. But I know, um, find people, obviously be like your, you know, a self-motivator, mm-hmm. do what's best for you. Um, be your biggest fan, but also have people, you know, who are going to encourage you to mm-hmm. do better. I told Juliana Jose that I wanted to switch over to nursing. They were like all for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very supportive of it. And that's how I am with them. So find people in your life who are going to support you and constantly push you to do better. Exactly. Along with my friend Olivia. Shout out to Olivia. I told her that. Um, we both motivated each other to switch our majors. Like every time we talk, it's just constant, like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this to better ourselves. And that's the most important thing about relationships, just find people who want the best for you. Mm-hmm. 
at the same time as you want the best for them yeah no but i'm just saying like if you're literally surrounded by people who constantly push you down you need yeah. to leave like if 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 you are like oh maybe I, I like this shirt and you genuinely feel good in that shirt like you literally and you visit to other people you're like wow that shirt is really cute on you but you're fr- like the your- shirt that i wear every day it's, it's my favorite shirt but i love it you know what <laughs> <laughs> i'm done talking but yeah like if you genuinely feel good at something and they're just like ew. Yeah, they're constantly like bringing you. If they're, and if, I know, like, this probably sounds hypocritical of me, because like, if I don't like something, like if Jose came to me and said, "Oh, I, I like this outfit," and he's like asking for my opinion. Yeah, I'm like, mm, if not I say give me a 100, like, it, listen, it'd be different if Freddie was like telling me like every day, "Oh, you're ugly," or this or that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if they're constantly bringing you down, like literally. Yeah. If they, if they're bringing you down to a point where like you literally feel like. You, you you feel low about yourself, if that's what you always did, then duh, I would be like, uh, I don't care what you say. But like, at the same time, if you're a general like my friend, and then there's like one day where you're like, damn, I think you shouldn't do that, or mm-hmm. like, don't do this, then yeah, I'll listen. Right. Because you have not been trying to make me feel horrible about myself since the beginning. Facts. So yeah. Um, I think... <clears throat> to finish off... We no! Need- we're not done. Oh. We need to talk about... I am going to talk about, I don't know if you want to, but I'm going to talk about ways that my personal methods that help me whenever I'm feeling icky. <laughs> icky <laughs> no, icky vicky from, from Fairly Godparents. Don't mess in that bitch, okay? <laughs> Excuse my friends, don't mess in her. Because I hated her. She only made Timmy's life a living hell. Alright, bro. On another note. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you guys, like, what I do to feel better about myself. Um, I used to read a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really read anymore because I just don't have time. Like, I'm either doing schoolwork or yeah. just whatever. Um, but I read, and I read scientific articles. That's what I do. Scientific scholarly articles on literally anything. And I know it's just... <laughs> no, but that's your escape. Exactly. And I, I sound, like, hearing that out loud, I literally sound like so annoying yeah (laughs) you agree (laughs) i sound like annoying like like okay we get it you're smart shut up like not really but (laughs) like to an extent but i'm just saying like i don't know like i think the last time i was like struggling i read like eight different scientific articles about black holes (laughs) (laughs) I literally read <laughs> I mean, duh. <laughs> like, I literally was, like, reading, like, scholarly articles written by people at NASA about, like, black holes. And I'm just, like, sometimes I'll be like, Freddie, what are you doing? What are you I doing? I mean, that but, is interesting, though. Yeah, I just read random scientific articles. Or I'll read a book that I maybe haven't touched in a while. Or I do my makeup because I'm bored. I'll try out makeup looks that I have on my Pinterest board. I'll go buy stuff you know mm-hmm. i'll splurge on candles and incense because i'm just always burning things like that yeah um i'll sit and really just do do nothing i'll stare at the wall <laughs> i can just imagine you like your mom coming into the room and be like freddie <laughs> i'll literally just sit and stare at the wall and won't I'll, just, I'll literally just like no music playing no tv like literally dead silent dark room stare at the wall and just clear my mind 
of everything. Because I'm the type of person where I'm constantly thinking about stuff. Like, I'm always just like, mm-hmm. what's next, what's next, what's next? So I just stop. And I just sit there in silence to try to get some semblance of calmness. Because I feel like I'm always on edge. Like, I'm always yeah. just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So I never just sit down and I'm like, chill out, whatever. Um, or I'll like binge watch a, a whole show. TV show. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll watch the most random YouTube videos I can find. Oh gosh. <laughs> I literally just started watching. Okay. Quick little, not, we're, shout out to this, um, YouTube channel. Um, it's, it's a, it's a company and they're called, um, Baumgartner Restoration. And there's these paint restoration videos and they restore old paintings. And they're the most satisfying thing to watch. It's like ASMR, and I love art already. Like I love mm-hmm. looking at art, reading about art, doing art history, and things like that. So these videos cure clear skin immediately. Watching these videos gives me clear skin. What? Like that's how much I love. Like they cleanse my whole soul. It feels like my whole body's like. <laughs> it feels like my whole body's just on cloud nine when I watch these videos. Like that's mm-hmm. just how I relax. Now that I have a switch, I play Animal Crossing. Now, it be, do be kind of making me mad, though, because I one time sold all my iron, because I'm stupid, but what? that's besides the point. But that's just things that I do, and, and I'll get up, I'll curl my hair, I'll do my hair, I'll do skincare, I'll put on some nice fancy lotion, some perfume, my expensive perfume, and I'll just sit there. Period. And I'll watch TV, do whatever I want to do, and just not have a care in the world. I mean, no, let me also another thing. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Another thing that I love to do when I'm like kind of like sad or like upset, I will play the most aggressive, hardcore rap, trap, metal, rock, whatever music I ever and just play it like loud and just feel. I just play these aggressive songs and I just feel rage. Mm-hmm. Rage. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and <laughs> it's a rage. Like, <laughs> and that just <laughs> that's just my way of feeling better. So or I'll talk to Juliana Jose. Yeah. Cause maybe <laughs> Yo, the things that are the oh conversations we have instantly i'll just text him the most random stuff okay oh, <laughs> that screenshot that i sent you girl, what <laughs> we literally said each other the dumbest thing but we start cracking up the moment and, like we call each other and we're just like laugh for hours on facetime literally. it's it's amazing so i always so have people in your life like that yeah too. have people you can laugh with stop being so freaking pessimistic dude. yeah and don't don't have don't be friends where you have to like the people who have like walk on eggshells you have to like censor like, yourself as well and be like really stuck up mm-hmm. like i will tell them if you feel, like, if you feel like you're literally walking on needles when you're whenever you hang out with those people don't hang out with those exactly people. leave run like i'm so comfortable to where i will literally tell like julian jose almost every single one of my thoughts mm-hmm. same here I mean, the things that i do is just like i just take care of myself like physically like i just like do skincare do hair care um, I also do work out, like I run, um, 
and then I also this is gonna sound like really cliche but I literally just get in my car sometimes and I'll just drive around mm-hmm. like as that, that sounds kind of dumb but don't waste gas but okay I'm sorry but um no like I generally like I do that like I drive around mm-hmm. like I'll make an excuse talk about something I need to get food so I go ahead and get like a smoothie or something from Smoothie King or I go ahead Smoothie King be busting dead ass and then I also get like a mango pineapple smoothie from McDonald's uh, stop I get I get the mango pineapple from Smoothie King yeah I don't like that one continue <laughs> but <laughs> I don't want to hear what you have to say but I literally yeah, I'll just go to the, like, furthest McDonald I can think of so I can, so I can like, spend time in the car. Because, yeah. like, it, it also, driving helps me think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also, like, I'll read books. Yeah. I, um... Start reading scientific articles. I read historic articles. Like, anything that has to do with history. Hence my knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? You said, yeah. <laughs> because that makes so much... That makes sense why we both, like, differ. Like, yeah. why I don't know anything about history. Yeah, I know anything. Well, I know some stuff about science. But, like... But, no. Like, I literally just do things like that. Like, or I talk to Jillian and Freddie. I talk to... I was about to say, you find Freddie for the kid. I can't stop stuttering. <laughs> or I talk to Hayden. My friends Hayden, Alex, or Jared. If you're out there, Hello. <laughs> Or, like, I just honestly just spend time with my sister, my niece, and other family members. Those are things that, honestly, they're so minuscule and they're so small, but that's literally just what I do to keep myself sane, specifically during these crazy-ass times that we're going through in our world. Mm-hmm. But on that note, uh, that's all we had to say for this episode. Um, Leave wherever we post this, um, down, like, comment, whatever. Like, what you do to yeah. stay sane. Yeah. And for self-care. Right. I know y'all are just like, you know what, girl, instead of reading scientific articles, let's... <laughs> Let's, let's let's do this instead, you know? So that would be great, too. Because I, I literally sound so, like, nerdy this episode. I'm like, hey, like here's a book recommendation. I read scientific articles. Like, oh, my God. I love art history. Like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but, yeah, leave down below what you guys do to um, feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, don't forget to share this with your auntie, your grandma, your daddy, your um your dog your cat your salamander (laughs) good night anyway (laughs) with all love light and positivity we'll catch y'all on the flip side bye bye hey y'all it's fred hey y'all it's jose welcome to cincy coffee chats we give you the best on pop culture news social issues and just anything we feel like we want to talk about so today's coffee shop recommendation is drama please Apricot Coffee House. Uh, I vaguely remember this place, but I mean, it's on the list and I really liked it. It has like a rating next to it of like an 8 out of 10, so it's really good. So I highly recommend that place. But for today's episode, it's a little different because we actually have a guest on our show. So introduce yourself. Hey y'all. Okay, I'm Jillian. I'm a friend of Jose and Freddie. So a little bit of background. I'm a dance major at OU and I'm also studying um, Southeast Asian studies. So, yes. yeah. I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for having of me. Of course, of Denata, course. Denata, Denata. So, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about stigmas and stereotypes within different minority groups and mm. the struggles of LGBTQI plus within said minority groups. 
We're going to be focusing on um, the black community and then the Latinx community because, like, those are the two groups that we have represented here. And we also have our friend Jillian to give us her perspective as well. So um, what do do you guys believe are, like, some of the stigmas and stereotypes that are in? Uh, I could definitely start off. Like, the main thing I think is hair. Ooh, that's, that's a, a big, big one. That's a big one. And I want to talk about that first because that's such a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, I know for when I was, like, a younger, like, in, like, elementary school. And, like, I was, like, dang, like, I wish I had straight hair. Like, that's how I wouldn't have to deal with mine yeah. all the time. Yeah, and I, I, like, just started, like, loving my curls around, like, my junior-ish, senior year. Mm-hmm. Even though I still, like, didn't wear them out, like, I still, you know, like, okay, like, Mm-hmm. I have good hair, like, you know, go off, but that was, like, definitely a big thing for me, like, not only the insecurities, but then, like, trying to fix your insecurities by getting, like, you know, weave, braids, extensions, whatever you want right. to do, it's always, like, oh, well, like, that's not your hair, that's your real hair, then, 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 like, if it is, so what, mind your business, like, it's just a thing where it's, like, I feel like people need to stay out of other people's business, mm-hmm. literally, because it's, like, I feel like people have this stigma or stereotype that, Black women can't have naturally long black hair, naturally mm-hmm. good hair, mm-hmm. which is false. Because I know several black women who have really good hair that goes down mm-hmm. to like back of their knees Badass. that are like you know long, luscious black, and it's it can be like four C, whatever. Like it's good hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's just a big one that I'm mostly annoyed at. Because as I all throughout high school, I know a friend of mine. She um had. I don't know if she, like, she got braids or something, but she got her hair done, and the white boys, and I'm going to say white boys, because it's mostly coming from white people. Mm -hmm. I'm putting y'all out there. Like, it mostly comes from white people. We all always questioning us about our hair, whether it's ours or not, mind your business. Mm -hmm. We're not questioning whether your extensions are real, if that's your real hair or not, so why do you have to worry about ours? And it was a white boy, several white boys, asking her, like, oh, like, Tori, so-and-so, so-and-so asked for their hair back, or so-and-so asked for their hair back, like, like, mm-hmm. what? Like, that's so scary. Or, like, this, like, berating her for her hair. And I'm like, that's yeah. none of your business. And, like, she was visibly tore up about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so sad that, like, y'all are feel so comfortable putting us down about our hair mm-hmm. when y'all are going out here getting your hair black, blonde, brown, and with the same week, and your hair's just as damaged, probably more than ours, mm-hmm. and you're getting extensions and getting these balayages and beach waves and all that stuff, but we don't question y'all. They get bonded, what's it called? The, like, the I can't The tape the, Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and I'm like, y'all are doing more than us, so it's like, why isn't it, like, why are y'all in our business, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. They've Okay, I have something to say on that, too, because I remember my very first, like, microaggression against me when it came to, like, my hair. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, how like little like black girls like how we used to have those like little braids with yeah. the, like, the super cute little yeah feet, like the little bubbles like and so I remember like I didn't know what to say but I just knew instantly I had it I was like starting to cry I was like mm. let me paint the scene mm-hmm. I'm at a Montessori school and I'm like six or seven years old and it's like spirit week so we had a um Spirit Week was a hassle because I low-key hated Spirit Week, like, all throughout high school because I'm like, dang, like, what am I going to do with my hair? Like, it's always an issue. Yeah. I'm just like, because Spirit Week, obviously, you don't want to dress up and, like, you want to be part of the thing. People don't yeah. want to include you because they're like, oh, well, she can't do this, that, and then some because of her hair yeah. or because of this mm-hmm. or because of that. She can't be this character. But it's like... How do you know? Right. right. No, but like, like, let me try. <laughs> what was so crazy was, like, 
you know, it was crazy hair day, and my mom was like, absolutely not. You are not going to go to school with crazy hair. Right. And so... Because we I'm, already have that stigma. Right. Like that our natural hair is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's like unprofessional. It's this, that, and that. So, yep. like, I Right. Can't. And I've been getting all that whole, like, unprofessional lecture ever since, like, ever since then, right? So, painting the scene. So, it's like crazy hair day, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like... Mom, like, please let me go to school with the crazy hair. Yeah. And I get to school. She said, absolutely not. So I'll go in with my regular, you know, yeah. my regular, like, bubble braids and stuff like that. Yeah. It's super cute. The bubble braids are so cute. <laughs> they really are. Like, it's it's a staple. It's a staple. It, it truly is. And so I walk in. I go to my white teacher. And I'm like, like, miss whoever. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, my mom would not let me wear crazy hair. And I just really wanted to be a part of the thing. Yeah. But I couldn't. She won't let me. And then she's like, that's okay. Your hair looks crazy enough. Uh, Yo. Moment of silence because, yo, I had to fucking cry. I was like, I wear my hair like this every day. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me. I have a story. So, back when I, okay, funny fact, fun fact, I went to private schools my whole life. Mm -hmm. So, this is just normal for me. Uh, school does that to me, personally. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I went to school one day and I wore my curly natural hair out, and I normally wore like pink tails, like the little things, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I wore like out because I, I got some good curls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I wore my curls out. Tell me why I walk in there and my teacher tells me I look like Shaka Khan. No. <gasps> <laughs> 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 Exactly. I'm like, that's such a backhanded compliment in a way. Like, queens, obviously. But I'm just like, y'all came to say my hair looks nice? Like, (laughs) Like, y'all don't have to compare it to anything. Just say it looks beautiful. That's it. Right. I'm like, dang, y'all. And that's what's crazy is like, I always have like received compliments, not compliments, received um, comments on my hair. Yeah. And every time we switch up, which is just like what we do, Mm -hmm. what everybody does, like everybody switches up their hair. Yeah. For some reason, it's a whole like situation when it comes to black girls. It's such a big deal when mm. black girls switch up their hair. If I want to come to school with a deep wave and then a 30 inch silk press or braids or a lemonade braids, I can do whatever I want to. But it's not a question when... Miss little Sari Lou when it come to school <laughs> with like straight hair one day and then she curls it the next day. Yeah. Y'all say nothing. Chops it off the next day. Mm-hmm. Like where's the commotion? Where where's where the commotion? Like I love Nowhere. that y'all are so obsessed with me. Like I love the attention. I love my fans, but at the same time it's like <laughs> <laughs> y'all are making it such a big deal. And it's like Literally. not everyone likes attention like that. Yeah. Like I love attention, don't get me wrong. But at the same time it's like <laughs> It can be negative. Yeah. And so, like, you never really know, like, what people's true intentions are when they are, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I also feel like in the Latin community, like, obviously, like, there's different races in the Latin communities and ethnicity. But, like, when, especially in DR, like, growing up, I remember my cousins, they were forced to always go to, like, the salon, like, every Sunday to get their hair straightened. Because in DR at one point, like, it was unperf- You couldn't even go take, a, like, a passport picture with your natural what? hair. Yeah, you literally have to straighten it. Men had, if they had braids, they had to cut them off. No. If men had, like, long hair like I do, mm-hmm. they would literally have to buzz it off short That's because crazy. it was deemed unprofessional. Like, our natural hair, even even the, even people, like, with, like, I guess softer curls were even considered unprofessional. Like, it just wasn't embraced. Yeah. Nowadays, there's, like, this movement where a lot of Dominican, Afro-Dominican girls are embracing their natural hair mm-hmm. and even, like, other Afro-Latina girls, but it's still kind of, like, a stigma because 
it's still seen as like unprofessional yeah. or like mm. unpretty yeah. or like not beautiful and it's always like the whole you have to look more I guess like European and like to fit in I guess and it's so weird because because we're already a beautiful people as it is but yeah, the fact that we're still trying they're trying to bleach us even more is ridiculous mm-hmm. but the the it's changing like yeah. they have like non-DR like, if you go anywhere like they have like natural salon <laughs> they have natural salons like they go and they literally where they like natural hair salons I think one is called like I think it's like I forget what it is I think it's like I'm gonna look up the name yeah. and I'm, I'm gonna look up the name but it's called let me look it up yeah. you get it why are you looking it up I do also want to talk about another thing is like this whole um Latin aggressive issue that's the worst thing because oh I God. am a naturally loud person yeah that's just me I'm naturally but it's like I'm not a pushover if mm-hmm. I don't like something I don't like it and if I'm gonna tell you like I don't consider that me being aggressive but it's like it's not if I want something I'm gonna get it yeah that's simple and I feel like like oh my gosh do y'all remember the clip and Nicki Minaj was in the studio and she was talking and she was like if I go into this studio and I say I want something this way oh I'm a b-word but then if I go here like if a man does it oh he's this he's that he's that something mm-hmm. that's like the vibes it's giving me because it's like a white woman wants what she wants and she gets it and she's you know aggressive about it she gets what she wants oh my god such a girl a, a boss like love that and yeah. she's a queen oh my god da, da, da. but a black woman mm-hmm. does it she wants something and she goes for it oh she's aggressive oh she's loud she, she's this she's that she's da 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 especially like latinas like there's like a stereotype of latinas the crazy lat- yeah yeah oh, and that right. scene is like I guess attractive or like sexy like or something like yeah it's fetishized, fetishized. and yeah. i'm like that's not a good stereotype to have and some latinas even run with that shit like as if it's some cute little trait to have like you Girl, do know that there what? are guys that are fetishizing you and then the funny thing is if like oh it's it's not even for all latinas yeah. i'm talking about for like the mestiza native american mixed with white type right. of, the lighter skin ones that they get they get pa- they get a pass right black latinas on the other hand they have to really like Really die down their personality because if not, they're gonna be seen off. They're gonna also have no, yes. And like I was like personally like I feel like Freddie and I like we are not <laughs> like all that much, but like but I feel like I still get those same comments. Like mm-hmm. was like me I'm not, like me and Jillian are very opposites in a way. Very like she like Jillian is so relaxed and calm and mm-hmm. she like don't get me wrong I can be chill I can vibe I can do all that yeah stuff. but in yeah. a sense like my personality like, I'm loud like I'm like out there like five yeah, exactly. I do what I want to do and I feel like Jillian's like more like laid back when it comes to that sense like but she, like what's crazy is like I. I will still get those same comments about like being aggressive being yeah. like loud and like overly sassy when mm-hmm. I'm like because like I'm very serious about what I do I'm serious about like making sure that like my um you know like my yeah, dances are yeah, like yeah you had that whole issue with like one of the girls like on your dancing and you were like what's the issue literally and it's like I like I want to like you know fix the problem I want to nip it in the bud yeah. and I want to make sure that we have like a like a peaceful you know rehearsal right. and it's like if I want things to go my way like you know, I'm not going to be rude about it at all. But, like, whenever I, like, put my foot down and say, like, okay, this is how I want things to go for my piece, immediately I'm getting that, like, okay, like, you're a little too bossy. Like, you need to pipe down. You need to calm down. And I'm, like, I'm perfectly calm. Yeah. Like, I don't understand, like, where all this, like, gaslight, like, yeah. this gaslight energy came from. Yeah, and I know that, um, <clears throat> like, during cheerleading, I didn't, like, have a lot of people saying anything to me, like, to my face at least mm. about like being that way but like 
if I'm in charge of something and something like if I want something done, like I want need y'all to do it, please, because like I hate asking again and again and again. I get how my mom feels when I'm yeah. like not listening, and so like there's a whole thing and. Um, on the sidelines, you're supposed to just, like, stand there. Like, you're not supposed to talk. You're supposed to wait for your cheers to come up. Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I got pretty chill about yeah. it. Because, like, obviously, no one can just stand there and their friends are right there. Like, if you want to talk about the game, talk about the game. But, like, I remember because I was captain for, like, one of the years. And, like, that was, like, my first, like, real, like, leadership role. So, I took it very seriously. Yeah. And I was just like, y'all, like, can y'all be quiet? Like, I try to be nice about it. Mm-hmm. But at some point. I'm not going to be nice anymore. Yeah. And so, like, as the years got on, like, yes, I wasn't captain, but, like, I was still kind of in charge. Me and Olivia, at least. Yeah. And if we wanted things done, like, we need y'all to listen. But it's, like, I felt in a way, like, me and Olivia had to play good cop, bad cop. Yeah. But Olivia can be the bad one, I can be the good one. Because, like, obviously, like, if, if I'm, like, oh, guys, like, you can't, I want it, da 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 people are going to be, like, this black girl, she... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was very, like, hard to get what I want and things done efficiently when I'm so afraid of being painted in a certain light. I think part of that is also we're always going to, like, I mean, at least where we live, like, yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. It's just, like, we're always going to be surrounded, like, by, like, white people. Like, I mean, oh, let me phrase that first. Like, like, we live in a white suburbia, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, I'm used to just being, like, the only, like, black girl, one right. of the only few black people in a classroom or even in a whole school. Yeah. So it's, like, when we stand up for ourselves, we are the only ones standing up for ourselves. Exactly. And that's what's terrifying. That's what scared me coming to Ohio. Because I was raised in New York. I'm mm-hmm. from the Bronx originally. And, like, I didn't have that issue. Like, I was the majority. Yeah. Any, really? Yeah, I was the majority. Like, white people would be, like, a speck, okay? Like, here. <laughs> like, our teachers, teachers our teachers, our principal, but the kids, like, there would be probably, like, one, two, three here or there what? that were, like, actually, like, white. And if they were white, they're probably, like, their parents, like, just immigrated from, like, Ireland or, or like, mm-hmm. Italy, yeah. Bosnia, like, those, like, Eastern European countries and, like, mm-hmm. Greece. But, like, we never, they honestly blended in with us, I guess, because we, a lot of us were, like, the children of immigrants, too, so we all kind of, like, had the same, I guess, like, struggle. Yeah. But... I never had that, like, oh, I feel like I'm so small. I feel like I can't do it. But it wasn't until I got to Ohio where I had that scary feeling where, like, I got into CCS. It's fine. Oh. I got into (laughs) CCS, and then I I got into high school, and then just, like, all changed. Because, like, I've never had that experience of, like, being so small that I can't speak up for myself or, like, if people are going to... But the thing is, even though, like, it happens with white people, it happens in New York with other people of color. Other people of color are allowed to, like, you know, mm-hmm. be, I guess, aggressive and, and upset because it's seen as, like, something else. But when black black girls do it or black women do it, it's completely, like, oh, y'all are being too... And it also has, like, a little bit of a colorism aspect, too. Because, like, darker skin girls are not allowed to be that way. Exactly. But light-skinned girls are. So it's just, yeah. like... Wow. <gasps> yeah, it's just like it. Dep- it's so sad because like it's so prevalent. You would think that white people would be the only ones to do that, but it's so prevalent in other communities, and it just goes to show how much everything has been fucked up by white supremacy. That it kind of has like destroyed everything that we have come to know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and also the way that we speak and talk to each other and address each other. But yeah, that's insane, and I can't even imagine that type of culture shock. Just mm-hmm. like seeing this in like you know living one way like in the Bronx coming here and like yeah feeling like dang like everyone's yeah. against me rather than like yeah. with me yeah. and like and I I think I felt not like I mean I knew like how the vibe I knew the vibe like when I came to OU when I went to OU like mm-hmm. 
I knew the vibe would like kind of shift where it's like you know it's officially like a PWI yeah mm-hmm. so I'm like okay like you know I'm gonna be around different types of like people but um I think I especially felt like really helpless when I was when I was like a freshman yeah coming in because I was around people who were so bold with their racism like I mean yeah even my freshman year like roommate like it was crazy yeah i'm sorry but oh yeah it's like hickville like it's just all white people and it's such a small town but it's like, just like yeah but like back you know before the pandemic you know when mm-hmm. i would be going with my friends Literally. to the bars because it's fun you know that's all we got but like i would be there and i'm like i'm the only person that could say the n-word i know it like and i yeah, like yeah. i'm the only one that's there and it's like but i it's so prevalent in just like the culture like the white people culture down there like i don't know it's they're, they're always playing like music like with the n-word in, yeah in the bars but it's like when i make a face about it when i'm like okay are you serious like people are really gonna like disrespect this like right. disrespect this what like black people have put in place yeah i get this look and it's like well, what are you gonna do about it like i Ooh, always get yeah. that look that's like you can't say anything about it you're the only one here that you know yeah like no one's gonna stand up for you but you exactly and that's like what's crazy that's what's scary about like being a black girl like in a pwi another thing that i feel like is like black women don't get enough like what's the word credit credit for being everyone else's like cheerleader Mm -hmm. and no one Mm -hmm. being there because i feel like we support everyone else but we're not giving the energy back like we're out here supporting every other community possible Mm -hmm. But it's like when the tables turn and black women are being the victims of whatever, mm. it's like, y'all, y'all, where y'all at? Where'd y'all go? How about this for another stigma? Mm. It's the self-hatred and yeah. the anti-blackness. And also, in any any community of color, there's, there's going to be anti-blackness in the Latinx community. It's rampant. And then in the Asian community, you know. And then also in the black community, to an extent, it's there too. Mm. Right. So... Yeah. What do you guys think about, um, for example, as you said, you said that black women are always everybody else's cheerleader Mm -hmm. and no one is their cheerleader. Because honestly, that that is very true. And then how do you feel when um, people say, we're going to get a lot of hot water for this, but I feel like I saw this like one video talking about how like black women are always there to fight in the forefront also a black lgbtq people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but sometimes black men low-key tend to take not tend but they sometimes take a seat back because black men are the weakest link in ah! the black community ah! 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 <laughs> ah! and i don't Ooh. care Ooh. because like i said in like the first podcast i will say what i have to say mm-hmm. i said what i said and i said what i meant mm-hmm. it's that simple mm-hmm. black men are the weakest link in the black community because when it comes down to it, y'all are against y'all own race Ooh. when it comes to women. Every time somebody says wrong. something, every time somebody says something about it, y'all are so defensive. And then when it comes to LGBTQ plus community, oh, don't bring that gay issue around me. Oh, da 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 Bro, what? I'm like, not going to lie to you. Not all black men are like that. Oh, but it's enough. a very... It's, it's too many. It's, <laughs> it's, enough, it's enough to bring it up. That's yeah. my thing. It's mm-hmm. enough to say something. And it is so, because you, then y'all try to flip it around on black women and be like, oh, well, y'all like white boys. Yeah, because y'all don't like us. They're our last resort. Here's my y'all thing. Like- I hate it because I remember someone, I was having this conversation with somebody. I'm not going to put their name out there. But they literally said that 
that is a stage that black women have to go through as if it's some type of rite of passage to be rejected by damn near everybody. What? How will how how would you feel? If no one in the world, damn near, because that's sometimes how yeah, it feels like, some, yeah. doesn't want you. Exactly. But the thing is, you talk about calling black women like as if they're sellouts for dating outside of their race. You don't want them. You're really the first exactly. one that would date anybody out. If anything, there are even statistics that say that black men date outside their race more exactly. than black women do. And let me say this. Mm-hmm. The only reason white women like y'all is because you're easy. Oh, ha, he. Girl. Y'all are easy, and y'all will stick your little peanut whackers in anything that you were able to get it into. And y'all are so easy. And that's the only reason that y'all are so, so, so enthralled by white women. It's because you're easy. Because they're, they're, y'all are literally like, are you kidding me? I didn't know we were because, in church on the Sunday. Right. Because <laughs> the white women understand how infatuated y'all are with them. So they're going to take advantage of that and use y'all. That's simple. That's the only reason why they like you. I promise at the end of the day, they only want you. And then, not only that, not only because you're easy, but because they want you for your sperm because they want to mix kids because they fetishize them. Oh, let that sink in for a minute. You, no I one, promise you y'all. You on a sense of topic. No one, oh my goodness. No one ever, I already know. No one ever wants to talk about that, but it's literally the truth. That's the truth. There is the truth. a, that's saying, another stigma. There is a fetishization when it comes to mixed kids. You can not, yo. I'm telling y'all, like, I want y'all to hear me, and y'all can defend it to the day y'all die, but here's the truth, and, I'm, and literally everyone else outside of the black man can really, truly understand this. White women don't actually like y'all. It's because you're easy, and they want your kids, because they fetishize white, mixed kids. Let that sink in, and really sit there and contemplate and think on that. Because I promise every girl you have talked to probably went back in her group chat and was like, oh my god, y'all, Darius, he, da 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 and da 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 Oh my god, my dad doesn't even like black men. Oh my god, what am I going to do? I just want to mix kids. Oh my god, da 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 Probably sending mixed kids back and forth from Instagram on their little search that bar. Ass. Back into no, the YouTube no, tomorrow. Oh my god, no. this, this mixed kid's so cute. Oh my god, da 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 I remember the no. That's for real. No, for real. They really do do that. They I do that. don't like y'all. Okay, like, no, for real. And I experienced that with, like, my white friends, like, my white girlfriends. Like, really? they all would be like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to marry a black guy that looks like, you know, that's, like, this specific skin color. Right. Has, like, Jose's type of hair. So uh, they can look, so they can look like you. Because, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mixed. Yeah. Right? But, like, I'm, like, looking back at, like, old, like, baby photos, right? Yeah. And, like, I look like I'm a mixed kid. I, but it's, yeah. like, whenever, like, my friends would see like when they would see baby pictures mm-hmm. of me, all of a sudden the first comment is, "It should, it's cool if you compliment me, be like, oh, like you look so cute." But yeah. it's you taking it a little step. It's weird. It, it's weird when you go like, "Oh, I want my baby to look just like you." Like, okay, right. what like type of what does your dad look like? like yeah, that's and, weird. And I will say another no. thing like, to the black men who are you know listening, and y'all are like, "Oh, well, you're wrong." Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. The fact that y'all are defending it and you're not recognizing it, like, and y'all are just going along with it that's an issue with y'all there that's is an insa- issue it's an insecurity yeah. issue and i'm calling it out because as black men men who should be on the forefront fighting for us as yeah. men as black strong men but y'all looking real weak right now oh! <laughs> as black strong ah! men that y'all should be you should recognize your insecurities and reflect on that and do some introspection and really think okay what's what? going on here how yeah. do i feel about because the way that i see dark skin guys put down other dark skin women when your mama's probably that dark 
is real embarrassing. It says something. It is so hypocritical. Because it's like, yeah. okay, like, did you not see who you just came out of? Like, how are you going to put down the same race? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I remember there was this one time in high school. I don't know if you, were you, I don't know if you were still there, but literally, I'm not going to say names, but there was at, said group of friends. Yeah. Um, There was a guy who was in the grade above us, and he literally said that, Um, I guess, white girls are better than black girls or whatever and literally all the black girls in the class then you're stood up and said hold up right. and then i remember i heard about it because my friends told me because they were mm-hmm. said friends who stood up yeah and then they were just t- they were telling him off like how why would you say it's like it's the self-hatred for me and then the top of that i would always hear in high school like oh my gosh was i want my babies to come out with right. their hair yeah. it's weird it's That's so weird because you're literally picking who the fuck you're the the parent of your child is gonna be exactly it's like designer dogs like you're right. like it's literally like it's they plan so like what they want their babies to exactly. look like it's weird that is weird as hell the fact that i heard literally some people be like oh if my baby comes on dark skin i'm not i'm not gonna love it and i'm like you should not be a parent then. literally you should if literally you can not be a child unconditionally that's- regardless and that's another thing like as far as like stigmas and stereotypes like it's not, i mean it's kind of like a stigma but it's like the whole idea where people are like oh like if my child comes out gay like i'm not having that right you should not be a parent then don't have kids mm-hmm. right be, just don't have kids don't that's have kids like, it, that just says a lot about your character the fact that you even had mm-hmm. the inkling to say that mm-hmm. but then I want to go back to what you said earlier and my thing is like I feel like another reason why black men probably tend to pick white women is because they're intimidated by us because we're not just going to stand for anything as a black mm-hmm. woman we know what we want and we, we're, we're the strong ones in the group along with the LGBTQ plus IA whatever mm-hmm. like we're the strong ones in the group but I think y'all are really intimidated by that because you're insecure about your own strength and your own weaknesses no, it I shows feel like, no, it like, shows to, say, to add to that like I just want to reiterate like that like we as like black women and then also like the LGBTQ plus community like we we take a lot culture yeah we, we take a lot we set we maintain we create exactly. the culture mm-hmm. so i'm just like y'all just sit there putting down your own community that's and i'm not gonna really lie to you, there are black men who do stand up for the community oh yeah for and sure. i love them respect and them. i remember i remember this right. is one thing i'm also going to talk about even though this is a little bit later but i will mention this i remember there was a black lives matter protest or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. and i think i forget his name but he was he was gay mm-hmm. and he was leading the protest yeah and there were literally people who said other black people who literally said i'm not standing behind this man and there were, i think most of them were men they were saying i'm not standing behind him because he's gay and i feel like he would he is strong and stronger than you by standing literally. in the in the front lines mm-hmm. while you're in the back holding a sign talk about some i'm literally. here and then you and then uh, and also all some of y'all are at home not even out in the protest to begin all because with. of someone's sexuality like how insecure how fragile does your masculinity have to really be to say something like that mm. and it's like y'all like disrespectfully black men need to get it together Ooh. disrespectfully because it's, it's embarrassing at this point it's been going on for way too yeah. long and it's like Y'all are bringing our community down and making our community look worse. The more y'all open y'all mouths. The, at so this point, it's just getting down. redundant and it's it's irritating. At like, this get point. educated, please. Because like, I'm not gonna lie to you. The white people won't take us seriously until we get our own shit together. Exactly. So until we start fixing the issues that are, are within our own communities, what makes you think they're gonna take us any, right. any type That's of serious? No. Yeah. Just literally think about that. Because like, you cannot first. There's always what's that saying? If you can't, you can't fix. If you can't fix yourself, it makes you think you're going to be a right. person. Right, yeah, 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 So, I'm just saying, like, it's all about, I don't know how to, I'm saying it in Spanish. Oh. Autoanalizarte. Autoanalyze yourself before yeah. you go out into the world and do some bullshit. Because y'all talk a lot of BS, 
but don't, this is my thing. People talk way too fucking much, but don't give con- conclusions. Don't give, <laughs> don't give solutions. They right. don't give solutions. That's right. the thing. I don't, I don't know. That's just, like, one of, like, my big things. And I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I said what I had to say. I my last I think my last point is, like, you, you kind of said it earlier. Like, um, I, it goes with the self-love. Like, mm-hmm. my teacher once told me, like, our freshman year, he made us cry when he had this whole spiel. It was great. I remember you told me this. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I think it's so important. Like, my, like, biggest piece of advice is, like, if you have no love for yourself love and respect for yourself and your community then you have no love to give exactly so it's like i think that's like a step in the right direction it's like really loving all of you your skin your hair and like if you can't do that like then it's like you might as well just be spewing out hatred like and you shouldn't be right no yeah no i get what you're saying it's just it's because i feel like i don't know how i like put it into words but i feel like like the stigmas and stereotypes just keep getting worse and worse, and then getting 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 more validated mm. because of like people's ignorance in the community. Like there are black women out here trying to you know get that stigma off of us and like be you know I can't think of the word right now, but like get us out of that whole like box and like stereotypical thing. But it's so hard when people keep being ignorant, and it's like I don't know. I, I don't feel. Know I feel like also this shit starts really really young like yeah it really does in the eighth grade I remember I had a friend I'm not gonna say her name but I had a friend she's a beautiful dark skinned Caribbean girl and she was getting bullied for her complexion Mm -hmm. and even though we were in a majority black Latino school there was still colorism and there was still racism to an extent so it was still there it was just like more it it didn't come from you know Mm -hmm. the whites yeah so, um, I remember we were coming back from recess and like, I was, we were looking for her. I remember me and my friends were mm-hmm. looking for her and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but that day she was like in the bathroom crying, her sobbing. Yeah. And then we opened the door, we try to get the door open, then we get the janitor and the janitor opens the door. She is literally <gasps> scrubbing her skin with like this like pad that they no. use like those like literally no pads. Yes, like straight up just like mm. I, she was like, I wanna get it off. I wanna get it off because people keep bullying me and like That's I just terrible. can't anymore. Yeah. Like I, maybe if I'm minor and I'm like, no. And we, obviously we like we literally like console her, like yeah. a teacher comes and consoles her and tells her and then her mm. parents come and get her. And I remember she literally like it was like the, she didn't scrub so hard that like she was scrubbing so hard that literally blood came up. Oh my god! And like I'm just saying, like those things start very very young, yeah. and things like that scar people for life. Truly, okay. Honestly, like I can still like I oh my I can't even count on both of my fingers how many times that like I literally got bullied all throughout my like elementary school experience just for being black, y'all. Mm-hmm. Like it's it is it's weird to say that because it's like I still can't wrap my brain around how you can bully someone for just being black. Like, I still can't wrap my brain around that. But it's, like, I don't know. Like, it's, like, it's insane. And I still think about that all the time because I I love myself. Mm-hmm. I know. I know I'm the ish. Like, I, I know I look good. And that's, that's, that's simple. But there are still days when I'm, like, dang, like, maybe if I, like, you know, maybe if I was a little bit lighter, you know? Yeah. But, and it's such, it, it's, I hate that I do have that mindset every now and then. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, like, what you say truly does stick with people. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, like, quit saying stuff just to be funny because you're not funny. Let me say this too. 
you're not funny if you make fun of minorities. Yeah. Mm. You're not. You really aren't. Yeah, Jake may be laughing with you. Chad may Chad. be laughing. Chad from Fiji may be <laughs> laughing with you. Ah, but, but he means, they mean nothing. Like, it's, it don't make no, like, it's, and I it sticks. No, I get what you're saying. Like, you're, like, your white friends will be laughing, but it's like, that stuff sticks with it's, you. Yeah. yeah. And also, it gets even worse when, like, sometimes the men in your, or the people in your own community don't even defend you. Right. They kind of just be like, oh, it's a joke. And I'm like, Wait, wait, so y'all gonna let this slide? Right. Because that's the reason. That's the reason that they're getting away with this, because y'all letting this slide. Mm -hmm. No. I'm not letting nothing slide. I don't care. Because at this point, every day Black History Month for me. Somebody's gonna be like, what'd you say? (laughs) It's Black History Month. Why would you say that? Like, because I can't take it anymore. I I just, it's crazy to me, because, like, you would think that some people, skin folk and kin folk, just because they look like you don't, Mm -hmm. they're they're not always gonna have your back. Even people, I remember people be like, oh, like, in college, we're like, Latinos gotta stick together. I know many Latinos at OU, honestly, that are racist as hell. Yeah. And will literally, like, just, like, kind of eat that whole Latino <laughs> shit up and be yeah. like, oh, we're all this. We're not all the same at the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. 33 different countries. Like, we're not all the freaking same. And, and then like, you have many different ethnic and racial groups in there. So we're not, we don't have all the same, we all don't have the same experience. Right. And I know that, like, and I know this, honestly, like, didn't, like, I didn't really start talking about this until I became friends with Julian and Jose, but I know that, like, I went to, like, I want. I ain't gonna say they're my friend group because I only have like two friends out of there. Mm-hmm. But like this group of people that I would always hang with, like the guys were always making jokes, like like Holocaust jokes and black people jokes, and like and it's like mm-hmm. y'all y'all can't come up with nothing else. Like if y'all if y'all really want to talk, let's talk about the math homework because I'm failing. But like, <laughs> like but we don't have to sit here and talk about minority people getting hanged and, and hanged hung or whatever and people no. talking like the statistics of black people robbing and shooting and and like why are we talking about this can we eat our lunch and have fun because they don't really want to talk about statistics who the fuck is more likely to be a serial killer okay mm-hmm. get into mm-hmm. it get into it who, who, who's more likely to be a serial killer who you know what let me not because then no because who's more likely to shoot up school ah oh i went there she read my mind i went there <laughs> I said what I said and I said what I meant. That's simple. Because let's really get into it. And y'all getting off easy for, oh, well, they were they were mentally challenged. Goodbye. What? Goodbye. Because I okay, cool. I kid you not, some of y'all be making these jokes and thinking that it's funny as hell. But oh, the what? moment someone throws that shit back at you, it's a problem. And you, it's a problem. A no. Little, that, that literally happened with us once. That literally happened when we were, okay. Do I bring up? I don't know. Anyway, okay. I'll, if we cut it out, we cut it out. No, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Do you remember? But do you remember? Like, obviously, like you said, yeah. there's always like a lot of like white people that would bring up like really and I'm racist, still embarrassed homophobic. that I literally like dated someone out of that friend group. I'm still embarrassed by that. Like, I really stoop so low. But like, you know how like there's always people that like do the <laughs> people that would like make these like homophobic, transphobic, yeah. racist jokes, right? But there was one day, Jose, where we. Were <laughs> Not me, Ryan. There was one day where we were talking. It was me, you, and someone else, and we were talking about like we were genuinely concerned. Like, okay, what if this one person though? Yeah, like, Ooh, is a school shooter. Yeah, and we we did not have this conversation like for more than like five to seven minutes. And as soon as we brought up a white person we were genuinely concerned about that mm-hmm. could have actually that could have actually shot yeah. up the school, it's 
you guys should not be talking about that. Right. This is not funny. I'm like, we're not making jokes. We're literally concerned. We're literally concerned. No, because, really concerned. Concerned. No, because like, literally no, because there's this one kid in my school and he got like I wouldn't say bullied, but he, like the whole thing around him was like, oh, like he's a school shooter. He's a school shooter. I see y'all don't joke about that. Yeah. I mean. In the beginning, because I genuinely thought everyone, because I, I have never seen the kid before. And in the beginning, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, like, he's a school shooter. I was like, oh, ha, ha, like, I haven't seen the kid. Like, whatever, yeah. like, I know, whatever. But after I saw him, I said, okay, y'all, wait a minute. Because, like, wait a minute. I don't think we should be joking like this. Because I'm not trying to be on the list. I'm, Truly and honestly, I'm not trying to be on the list if he is. So what I did, we're homies now. Mm-hmm. We don't talk, but we were homies in school. Because mm-hmm. I said, whatever happens, I ain't going to be the one. <laughs> I'm not finna be the I'm not finna be on the news. I'm sorry. No friendly fire. <laughs> Literally. I'm I gotta go. I gotta go. And it's I just feel like again, like I said, if we throw that shit back at them, they're gonna get upset. They shut it down. They shut it down right away. Literally. But the thing is, you they can't handle the truth. They really you can't, can't. Y'all gotta stop cracking these jokes about us because at the end of the day, a lot of us are getting up now. Okay, been getting up and I'm have been sorry. doing better for ourselves. I'm sorry. And oh. sometimes we're doing way better than a lot of you, anyways. Yeah. So, because why y'all? Why y'all making those jokes? We are we're bad. bad. We're, we're in our bad. bad. We get our education. We're right. in the What Vito say? <laughs> we're in the government. Get, literally, because <laughs> <literally, laughs> right. what Vito say? Go get that degree. Go, girl. Period. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Why y'all sitting here making jokes about whoever y'all want to talk about? Y'all can keep doing that. Exactly. <laughs> but just know we may get there before you do. And don't be mad about it when we get your spot. And the thing is that we work ten times harder than we y'all would work. ever wear because we don't want to be mediocre. Exactly. exactly. And I said what I said. Because y'all are ah. mediocre. <laughs> I mean, that's just, just yeah. it's a fact. It's a fact. I'm not going to lie to y'all. But let me clarify this, too. I'm not going to lie. There are good. I there, say, are, actually, there are good white people. I'll there are. Yeah. There I'll are. There yeah. are. It's just like, I feel like a lot of the times they say that it stems from ignorance. But I'm mm-hmm. like, if you are going out of your way to make a joke like that, like make jokes that are Holocaust jokes, slavery jokes, mm-hmm. police brutality jokes, yeah. you are not innocent, boo-boo. And if you are, and if... You are white, and those are one of your friends that you didn't say anything. You are just as complicit, no if, ands, or buts. No, because I, I, I will literally sit here and say that I literally, like, I should have said something, but I didn't think about it at the time mm-hmm. because, like, I just wasn't having these conversations all the time, like how I do with y'all. Yeah. So yeah. I see, like, how detrimental it is now. But before, I wasn't that educated on it, so I didn't say anything. But I'm, I knew, and I was like, mm, yeah, something ain't right about that. That's you know? why, like, my like friendships are like, like so much more meaningful yeah. like this time around like this year yeah because the people that i'm still friends with are like like the white people i'm still friends with are like truly there for me in right. the way that i'm there for them yeah because i i saw people's true colors oh shout out like the disney song sorry <laughs> anyway but no i i did see true colors and like shout out to shout out to the two olivias y'all y'all really be coming through for the homegirl ah shout out to my roomies Cause they no, cause like for real, like that's like, that's like how I'm getting through college. Yeah. That's how I'm getting through college at a PWI. Mm-hmm. Like finding people that stand up for you, like mm-hmm. in the way that you stand up for them. Yeah, like, that's so important. It really is, cause like, yeah, I love the Olivia's there. Yeah, we love them. Uh shout out to y'all. <laughs> and then, but also shout out to Jared, Alex, and Hayden. Because I just thought something that I do want to mention too after you finish. Even even the like I'm not gonna lie to you though, 
me with the whole, you know. Yeah. Mm. It was kind of rocky at first because mm-hmm. it was something new for them to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have to applaud them because the improvement that they've made mm-hmm. and how understanding they've become, mm-hmm. even though I have to cut people out of my life, but how understanding they've become honestly does warm my heart because it's like, they're like literally like my, my brothers. Yeah. You know, like they literally like they're there when I need mm-hmm. them and I can talk to them literally about anything. So mm-hmm. honestly, shout out to them. Like that's what I said. Not all black men are horrible. Be like Alex and Jerry. Literally. Right. And Hayden, if you be in a little racist ass joke serve a white person. Exactly. He, <laughs> aspire to be like him because he's right. actually a good one. Exactly. I forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> oh, I want to mention the whole whitewash thing. Yeah. Oh. The whole, oh, you sound like a white person. Oh, you're an Oreo. Oh, well, I've been coming back with that one. Let's That's get into it. One. Because. How is sounding educated or sounding put together or Because I'm not going to lie. You got to change your tone depending on who you're yeah. with. It's called code switching, bitch. Right. <laughs> Literally. Because all throughout, like, uh, <laughs> elementary school mm-hmm. um, and, like, a little bit of, like, my middle school years, um, I don't know why that took me so long to process. But, like, throughout that time, a lot of people were like, Oh, like you don't sound like a black person. Oh, you, you. Oh, like you, you're kind of whitewashed. Oh, like you're. Who is that? Like I just people that I went to school with. Like there's like oh, like you don't sound like a black person. Oh, you don't sound like a black person. Oh, like you're kind of like an Oreo. Oh, like people in our performance theater class said that to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Good night. Because like, mm-hmm. and I let it slide, which is dumb. Right? Because I didn't like. I didn't really, really like truly understand what they meant. Because I'm like, what do you mean I don't sound like a black so i should sound like what are y'all talking about you know what i'm saying because like at the same time like i went to private schools my whole life Mm -hmm. so i wasn't really around black people except for like my family but like my family like all my brothers military like articulate people Mm -hmm. you know they they, you know they're educated not saying that like black people who talk differently aren't educated but it's like you know what i'm saying it's just je ne sais quoi weird (laughs) like that y'all are just like so obsessed yeah yeah that's what happened with me with like i'm a dancer like and i and i dance like on point like with like the dance on point and i dance on point like with point right <laughs> <laughs> but like because like ballet is considered like sophisticated yeah, yeah. like there, people will be like oh like you're so sophisticated they see my parents house and be like oh like you know they're all they seem so professional like they yeah like they look like they're like well y'all are off. so like, surprised like, that black people get by that, mm-hmm. or that black people well are off. successful yeah and like that's the one thing that's just been so weird to me because i get that so much i think and it's also been tied for me like as a light-skinned person like it's been tied in with like colorism yeah like people are like wow you are really not like the other black people exactly and I'm like, what are you talking about because like, i feel like i'm a little bit darker than you and i get mm-hmm. that too and it's like what i'm like no dad's like i know i'm the only black person you know because how could you say that yeah. if you really don't even know like and, uh, and what I, we're like and i know that there are black people who yeah. eat that up and they are so cool and they're, they're like it's, it's, it's not a compliment it's, it's really just not, you're like, they're literally so saying you're not it. as threatening to me exactly. that's really what it is or you're the more digestible right. or you're like the exception to what i think yeah. you are. and that was the hardest thing for me to like digest when i got to college especially and then also when i left um when i left tcs yeah that was the hardest thing to digest i'm like these people don't really like me for me exactly. i'm the exception of what they think black people really are right. but i am exactly what a black person is yeah 
because I'm because I'm sophisticated. Yeah. Because I take ballet. Because I'm getting a degree. Exactly. I'm in my bag, and I'm serious about what I do. Exactly. So. Period. Tell him. Period. Say yeah. that. Let him know. I don't. I don't know. It's like when I got to high school. Yeah. I mean, there were some people. I struggled with my identity because, in a way, I don't know. It was just kind of like. I there weren't any Latin kids. I mean, obviously I know that I'm black. Hello, but like ethnicity wise, there weren't any yeah. like Latin kids there. So obviously I like merged in with the black kids mm-hmm. because it's. But yeah. at the end of the day, I also felt like sometimes like my identity was questioned by the white people because they were like, mm. "How are you black when you speak Spanish? It, it's not computing for them." Yeah. So it was. <laughs> I like, literally oh, had to go into like a whole ass history lesson to explain why. <laughs> I, you know, am black, but yeah. I also speak Spanish and why my mom looks the way she does. Yeah. So it's just like, and why she comes from the country that she does. Yeah. So it's just like, it's so crazy to me that I literally had to like literally explain, literally give a whole ass history lesson to people because people literally question my identity and be yeah. like, oh no, it's not, no, you're not yeah. that. Even when you're like passing on the street. Yes. Like, it's like, people are like, oh, what are you? Like, for real? Yes. I've literally it's gotten weird. like every ethnicity under the sun but yeah. my own. And then like, I, it's not, people are like, oh, it's so cool that you can like, it's really... I, yeah, to an extent, it means that I could, like, you know, blend mm-hmm. with different groups of people, I guess. But at the same time, it's low-key kind of tiring because it's, in a way, it's not, I don't want always my identity to mm-hmm. always be questioned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just no, want to be in one place. I don't always want to be floating around like a freaking And that is really good, like, to just, like, ask, like, if you're not really friends with somebody, it's like it's just, like, weird to yeah. ask, like, oh, so what are you? Like, yeah. I feel like that Girl, goes what? With, <laughs> right, I feel like that goes with, like, not only, like, sexuality, but also, like, race, and yeah. then mm-hmm. all of that, like, it's just, like, kind of weird. Oh, yeah. even with, like, people with, um, like with disabilities, yeah. where it's like, it's and it's like, like oh, I don't get look disabled, right? And oh. it's like, girl, I get that y'all want to know, but at the same time, if you're not close friends with them, mind your business. Exactly. Not yeah. please exactly. mind your business. And I know one thing that I wanted to touch on really fast is the whole like education thing because I've told people I'm a biochem major. I'm like, oh my god, like you're so smart. Okay. <laughs> like, like, why are you so shook by that? Like, yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what do you expect me to do when I'm in college? Like, yeah. like, I'm not saying that you have to pursue a STEM major to be successful, yeah. but it's just like people get so shook when they see not only a female, but a black female mm-hmm. in the STEM. Yeah. You know, you think it's mostly like mm-hmm. men who make up the engineering and things yeah. like that, the mathematics, whatever, statistics, and whatever. Um, and it's annoying. Because it's like people are like always like so fascinated that I know what I know because I'm a big science nerd, or it's it's annoying being like oh my god you're so smart oh my god you're so intelligent oh my god you're so this like I know like why are you bring like and that's not to be like I'm like in a cocky way but it's just like why are y'all so shook at the fact that I'm educated? Mm-hmm. It's literally out of ignorance. I feel because like, I don't know why they keep thinking that we're these like primitive dumb people that just right. picked up. Exactly. It's just so weird. Like I don't, I don't know. But like, if you really think about it, we've always been really more advanced than them in a way. Because like we taught them how to bathe. They, I mean, they didn't bathe for days. Like we bathed every. They didn't bathe for days. They, there was even reports Native Americans said that they literally had to put like scented flowers and shit when the Europeans came because they smelled that bad. That's embarrassing. And you know, let me not. Never mind. That just reminds me of like when the pyramids were built, like in Egypt, and people were talking. Was it? Is it Egypt? Yeah, it's Egypt. Yeah, and like people are like, no, like there's no way, like there's no way there were like it was Africans that did that. It was the fucking aliens. Like there's so many people that literally say like they think it was like, like aliens that like have like 
made these like technological The lengths that y'all go to discredit black people is astronomical mm-hmm. for me. Literally. And even in like, I think in Central America. Like, <laughs> no pun intended because she said aliens astronomical. <laughs> astronomical. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. in Central America, they have like the, like, you know, the Mayan pyramids. People are like, yeah. how did they build that? And I'm like, honey, the same way that the. Which how how would you build a brick the same, pyramid? The same way y'all built castles for everybody. The, y'all, everybody. Got cas- y'all got castles <laughs> for you your dogs. Like, you literally have. <laughs> y'all, was building, y'all was building castles for every The same way you built a castle, the same way bitches was building pyramids. <laughs> like, I, yeah. like, what do y'all. It's just the links that y'all go to discredit black people. In um, every way, shape, or form. But to end it off, we're going to talk about the homophobia. In communities of colors, we are communities of colors. Communities of color. Um, I ooh, 